0: I love this season of the year admittedly I'd prefer the sanctuary full of people and the songs slamming the rafters and all kinds of great gatherings with great people and great food Uh, but a little George Winston on vinyl something warm in my cup a candle and a book and the cold quiet of the pre-dawn morning i could get into that i love the anticipation of the season of the year i love each day feels like one day closer to something bigger something better something more opening us to possibilities we hadn't yet imagined, freeing us from whatever it is that keeps us back. I love this season. It's called Advent, uh, the season I love, the four Sundays that lead us up to Christmas. Has there ever been a more adventy Advent than this one? Waiting to gather, uh, but not, not now. A vaccine waiting to be distributed, but not yet. The human heart longing for a deeper sense of connection, but not today. Advent, the word means coming, and it requires waiting. All of my kids, uh, my third daughter, Mariah, most vocally, expresses her excitement this time of year by screeching into my ears, I can't wait. That's Advent. You only say I can't wait when you have to. I can't wait. I can't wait for racial injustice to give way to John's vision, people from every language and tribe and nation all gathered around the throne. I can't wait. I can't wait for every disease, COVID and cancer and any other kind too, to meet the tree whose leaves are for the healing of the nations. I can't wait. I can't wait for weapons of mass destruction and wars that destroy so many masses to give way to the better dream. Swords will become plowshares, spears, pruning hooks. The lion and the lamb will lie down together and there'll be peace. I can't wait. but we have to. We are. That's Advent. I want to wait with you through the first chapter in the Gospel of Luke, this Advent. It starts like this. Since many have undertaken to set down an orderly account of the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us from those who were eyewitnesses And servants of the word, I too, after investigating everything carefully, decided to set down an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you might know the truth concerning the events about which you were instructed. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named. Zechariah of the priestly order of Abijah. His wife was a descendant of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. But they had no children because she was barren and both of them were getting on in years. Once when Zechariah was serving as priest and his section was on duty, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary and offer the incense. Now at the time of the incense offering, the whole assembly of the people gathered outside to pray. Then An angel of the Lord appeared, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was terrified and overwhelmed with fear. The angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. You will have joy and gladness. Many people will rejoice at his birth. He will be great in the sight of the Lord. He shall never drink wine or strong drink. Even before his birth, he'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will turn many of the hearts of the people of Israel to their God. With the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before him, turning parents to their children, the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said, how will I know that this is so? For I'm an old man and she's getting on in years. The angel said, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and have been sent to speak to you this good news. But now, because you did not believe my words, you will become mute, unable to speak, until the day these things are accomplished. Now the people were waiting outside for Zechariah and wondered at his delay in the sanctuary and when he did come out he was unable to speak and they realized he had seen a vision he kept motioning to them but was unable to speak. When the time of his service had ended he went home. After those days his wife Elizabeth conceived And she remained in seclusion for five months, saying, this is what the Lord has done for me. When he took away the disgrace I endured among my people. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's Luke 1, 1 through 25. You're welcome to find it with me. You're online, so hit pause if you need to. Go find it, read it, take some notes, send me your insights. You see things I can't see uh, just two things from me. Advent waiting calls for desperate praying and silent hoping. Desperate praying. That's Elizabeth's story with Zechariah. Actually, her name means God is an oath and his name means God remembers sort of the punchline of the story hidden in their names. Desperate They're both old, she's barren, no kids. Uh, He's serving as priest, his section is on duty. He's chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary to offer the incense, that's the prayer offering. While all the people are outside praying, Zechariah goes inside with their prayers to offer them up to the living God with the incense. And the angel shows up and the angel says, your prayer has been heard. Which kind of makes you wonder, what was Zechariah doing in that sanctuary? Is this a dereliction of duty? Zechariah in the sanctuary praying on behalf of the people, but maybe his heart concerned for his own life is so overwhelming, the angel sees right through the haze of incense. Or maybe Zechariah just said, you know what? This is too much for me. God, God, desperation. Your prayer has been heard. You could actually even also read their righteousness as desperation. Both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. They'd kind of established maybe a transactional relationship with God. I'll behave like this, and you'll bless me like that. That's how it goes, right? Desperation. I kind of get desperation. Maybe not in the same way Zechariah did. But I am thinking of the family who was making their holiday plans and preparing their holiday menus only to get the phone call and the word cancer. Desperation. I'm thinking about the mom whose heart is so full of hope for her son and then so heavy with sadness when he gets another rejection letter. Desperation. It's been 10 months of COVID complications. Cases rising, hospitals filling, anxieties swirling online again. For a while, it was just out there somewhere, you know? New York, Louisiana, Texas, Florida. And then it was just on CNN or whatever news station you watch, and now it's close, now it's here, now it's among us. Our friends are being diagnosed, our parents are being quarantined. Desperation. Advent waiting calls for desperate praying i wonder if we get that little description of zechariah and elizabeth as so exceedingly righteous not as a way of making us feel bad for them i wonder if luke's actually poking at us to see if we haven't established a transactional relationship with god too if i then i'll be better i'll do more i'll try harder God, you've got to, you have to, you must. Zechariah was chosen by lot. He was lucky to get into the sanctuary to pray. He just happened to be chosen. And then the angel, I don't know what Zechariah was expecting to have happen at his little prayer meeting in the sanctuary. Maybe a bunch, maybe like what a bunch of us think. You sort of go around the circle, say your prayers, call it good, go home. Nothing's going to happen. Zechariah walks into the sanctuary to engage the living God with prayer. An angel shows up. He's terrified and overwhelmed with fear. I don't know what the difference between those two is, but he's really, really scared. What was he expecting was going to happen when he prayed? And they get what they want. But God gives more than they asked. They get a son. They get to call him John. But that son would prepare the world for a different child, the infant child who would become crucified king and resurrected Lord, who would do the something more our hearts ache to have happen. Our world begs to see That child, their prayer was answered in preparation for a different child. Your personal desperate prayers may be answered. They may not be answered in the way you want, but God is always working the bigger salvation, redemption, restoration story in the world. Desperate praying. So, I think you should pray. (laughs) I'm inviting you to pray this Advent. Pray a psalm. Psalm 62 has been guiding me for the last 10 months. Pray with the pillar journal. Uh, This might be the most basic offering any pastor can give. I want you to find time and create space this Advent to pray. Advent waiting calls for desperate praying. And silent hoping. Why do you suppose Zechariah went mute? I mean, they're given what they wanted. And more than what they wanted he will be great in the sight of the Lord. Wow! With the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before him, making ready a people prepared for the Lord. That's amazing. Oh my goodness. More than they wanted. And wouldn't it stand to reason that when God acts, Zechariah would be freed to speak. Go out of the sanctuary, Zechariah. Tell the waiting crowd all that God has shown you and told you and everyone will believe. But instead... You will remain mute, unable to speak, until the day these things are fulfilled. I wonder wonder if Zechariah goes mute, not as punishment, but as clarity. God is the one who acts. God shows up. God does. If Zechariah walks out of that sanctuary and tells everyone what he saw, what he heard, what He's now announcing is going to happen. He might take center stage. He might get the credit. People might walk away talking about Zechariah. Maybe, maybe silence is the invitation for the spirit to act. I think we should be a little quieter, to be honest with you. I, I think we should stop talking so much. We love We busy our lives with words. We talk, and we yell, and we point. Maybe this Advent you can be quiet. Quiet. Maybe your voice doesn't have to be heard. Maybe your silence would be the loud proclamation, God acts, God shows up, God does. Uh, Richard Foster, in the book Celebration of Disciplines, Silence is one of the deepest disciplines of the Spirit, simply because it puts the stopper on all self-justification. You will remain mute, unable to speak, until the day these things are accomplished. Uh, Gene Stairs, in a book titled Listening for the Soul, writes, "...the time is long overdue for the church to wake up to its calling, open its ears, and practice listening." A New Testament scholar, Scott McKnight, suggests the word listen is used over 1,500 times in the Bible. And the most frequent complaint against the people of God, they don't listen. Maybe, maybe we would do well to quiet down, to stop talking so much, and to listen as a way of announcing God acts. God does. So if you're taking notes, two things. I I want you to pray this Advent, and I want you to be a little quieter, please. I got a phone call on Monday morning from a friend uh, sharing with me a concern he had for a member of his city group here at Pillar. uh, Tim and Janet Howell. Uh, my friend Vic called on their behalf. Uh, Janet hadn't been feeling very well for a couple of weeks, probably no big deal. But on Sunday night late, Tim took her to the hospital and they heard the word none of us ever want to hear, cancer. There's a lot of questions still to be answered and a long journey still ahead and we're going to walk it with them. Vic, the member of the city group, called me to share about Tim and Janet. So I called Tim. Uh, we talked for a while. It was stunning. I, I had I had no words. There was nothing I could say. I, I wanted so badly to have the, the the sentence that would calm the ache and settle the anxiety. I, w- I wanted the the Bible verse that would make it all seem okay. So I finally said, Can I pray? And he said, Yes, of course, please do. And then I found myself cornered. I didn't know what to pray either. So I, all I said was, Jesus. I was reminded of those words from Romans 8 The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we don't know how to pray as we ought. The Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. Sometimes words fail. Sometimes words get in the way. Maybe our silence is an invitation, an announcement. God acts. God does. The Spirit shows up. Maybe maybe this Advent we could be a little quieter. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.